So good morning and greetings in Jesus' name. So I promised that Aaron and I were not conniving on the job this last week about what what to talk to this Sunday, but um, my sermon is on prayer as well. <laughs> so I um, think God had something to do with that. But it's on a different uh, aspect from a different angle, and so we didn't overlap very much at all, and it's really great. Um, so Aaron, thank you for, for teeing that up. Um, and I appreciate you guys' prayers as I prepared this and as I speak. I uh, pray that this will glorify God. Um, so I said, I already said that I'm going to be talking about an aspect of prayer, uh, not prayer in general. Rather, I would like to explore areas we are called as Christians to pray for something whether that be uh, through intercessory prayer or more uh, prayer, more general prayer that God's work would move forward, uh, say his kingdom work. To give you a better picture of what I want to talk about, let's turn to 1 Samuel 12. <clears throat> First Samuel 12, and we're going to read 19 through 23. For some context here, the people of Israel had decided that they would rather have an earthly king in Saul than a heavenly king in God. And Samuel told the people that to prove that God was displeased, he would call on the Lord to send thunder and rain in the middle of the dry season. So that would be a miracle. And Samuel prayed, and God did just that, which really scared, terrified the people. And so that's where we jump in. So 1 Samuel 12, 19. And all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, that we die not. For we have added unto all our sins this evil to ask us a king. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, we, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart, and turn ye not aside, for then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. And this is the key verse right here, verse 23. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. So Samuel felt that he would be sinning, and I'm sure he was right. He'd be sinning against the Lord if he would stop praying for the people of Israel. His charge um, back then. So why did that stand out to me? Um... He had a responsibility to pray for God's people, to intercede for them. And I found that interesting because I've noticed that I feel like I have responsibilities as well in my prayer life. Um, first of all, 
um, for myself, making sure I'm right with God, for my wife, my child, my family, um, the accountability group men I have um, or I meet with, um, our church, our community, the list goes on. And I, I fall far from doing this as well as I should, praying for all these people and groups as I should. But I believe that in some way I'm letting these people down around me if I'm not lifting them up in prayer. And I'm wondering, I've been wondering, is there something to this? I think there is, and I would like to explore what I would like to call our responsibilities in prayer. So it's a study. I searched the Bible for um, examples of prayer and and um, praying for something, someone, what commands are we given? And um, so, yeah, our responsibilities in prayer, that's, that's what I want to study. So first of all, prayer is more than praying for something. It is a time to praise and worship God. Um, and the areas we're going to look at are not by any means exhaustive. They represent some of the most general and important ways a Christian should pray for something. I have been rather vague about what these general areas are that we should pray for, and here they are. I find in God's word that we are commanded to pray for ourselves, intercede for others, and pray for God's kingdom work. So three general areas that we should that we should pray for ourselves, intercession for others, and uh, prayer for God's kingdom work. And really, they overlap in many ways, but it did it was helpful to sort of break them out a little bit. I found supporting scriptures for these areas, and um, we'll basically just go through and read them. So let's talk about ourselves, first of all. How do we pray for ourselves? And um, I don't necessarily have these listed in order from least to greatest. I'm not sure if we know exactly what is the first thing we should pray for. But um, here we go. So forgiveness of sin. Uh, let's turn to Second Chronicles 7.14. So 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Um, so this was after Solomon had dedicated the temple and um, God was speaking to him. In answer to a prayer, he prayed for the people. And I think that that blessing can be uh, appropriated to us then. God's blessing for, or this is God's blessing for people that turn toward him and pray. And this is going to be for us as a, as a country, as a community, a church, and individually, I believe. This is a great path um, forward for us. First um, John 1, 9. You can turn there as well. Uh, and, and you don't feel, if, if you can't com completely keep up, it's perfectly fine. I'll try to keep moving here. Um, so 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and just to forgive, forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So prayer, confessing our sins to God, and he is faithful to forgive us. Okay, so prayer for uh, another area, and that would be temptation. Uh, Luke 21, 34. Luke 21, 34-36. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and so that, you, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth, Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. And obviously this is Jesus talking and um, warning the disciples to stay aware. Um, surfeiting, I think, would have the idea of having too much of this world. Um, Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's move on to Matthew twenty six forty one. Matthew twenty six forty one. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So another warning and um, encouragement to pray so that we don't fall into temptation. Um, and then there's also the phrase from the Lord's Prayer, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Okay. The last area that I want to look at when in prayer for ourselves would be provision. And this can be provision uh, on a material level um, or provision for spiritual things like wisdom. Once again, from the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Um, Jesus was modeling a prayer for us. So we're essentially commanded to pray for our daily bread. Uh, another verse, Philippians 4.6. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So we don't need to worry. We can turn to God in prayer um, and with, with thanksgiving in, in our prayer. Um, and... God will help us. Luke eleven thirteen.
All right, Luke eleven thirteen. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So we can, get, we can ask God for um, the gift of his Holy Spirit in our lives and that the Holy Spirit will work in us. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. A couple more you don't need to turn to unless you want. Psalm 55, 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Casting our burden on the Lord, and God will provide um, in ways to support us, whatever that burden is. James 1.5, of course, can't can't do do a talk about prayer without uh, looking at James 1.5. Any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and shall be given him. Actually, I was thinking of a different verse from James, but that one too. Um, so we can we can ask God to provide us with wisdom. Okay, we've looked at prayer for ourselves. Let's look at intercessory prayer. Um, it should be made for our brothers and sisters, our enemies, leaders of nations, and all men. We can pray for someone in much the same way and in a lot of the same categories as we pray for ourselves. Most of the scriptures here are to point out the fact that we are to pray for others. Intercession to intervene on another's behalf for Christians can mean praying that a person would be convicted of sin, that they would find the Lord, that a person can withstand temptation, that they could have wisdom, be healed from sickness, um, or have material provision from God, and so much more. Uh, some examples of scriptures to back up that we are to pray for people. James 5, 14 and 15. Let's turn there. And and 13 would would um be a good one as well. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. And then verse 14, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if they have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And we can go ahead and read verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. So we are to pray for one another. 
Uh, let's turn to, to 1 Timothy 1 or 2. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. First Timothy 2, 1 through 4. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. So, we should pray because... It is acceptable to God um, because he wants all men to be saved. And we'll touch on this a little bit more later. So, to recap, um, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men. And then uh, Samuel 12, 23, we already read that. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and right way. Um, another place in the Old Testament, we see Moses interceding for the children of Israel when they sinned. Um, when they made the golden calf, he prayed that God would not destroy them. Um, and when they complained and God sent the snakes among them, Moses prayed for the people. And God, through Moses, uh, set up a way for the, for the people to be saved. Another example from the Old Testament, Job offered sacrifices for his children in case they had sinned. So he was looking, at, looking out for his family in an Old Testament way, um, but I think we can, we can pray in much the same way today. Uh, Matthew 5.44 But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. So basically we're learning that we have to pray for everyone. 1 John 5.16 This is a um, command to pray for a brother. If any man see a, his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give, and God shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. And we'll we'll just stop right there. Um, John goes on to talk about there's a sin unto death, but, but um, we're just talking about sin that a man can recover from. Um, and then touching on James 5.16 again, um, intercessory prayer. You know what? I already read that. Okay. So there, there we looked at praying for people, praying for um, brothers in our church, for all men, for leaders in our community, um, in our of our country, around the world. And the last section, and this could be. This really is intercessory prayer, but it's uh, sort of a helpful little subcategory. And this would be prayer for God's kingdom work, because Jesus does specifically mention praying for the kingdom.
Uh, Matthew 6.10 in the Lord's Prayer. Why don't we just go ahead and, and read that. Matthew um, 6, and we'll start at verse 9. Let's just go ahead and read the, the Lord's Prayer since it applies so well. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So praying for God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Or in Matthew, let's turn a couple pages to uh, chapter 9, verses 37 and 38. But when he saw the multitudes, this is Jesus, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he saith unto, the, unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And um, this is just before he, I believe it's just before he sent out his twelve disciples. Um, so, it might have been more of a specific prayer, but it's a prayer that um, since, since we're live, living in God's kingdom now, it's a prayer that is applicable to today, that we um, pray for laborers and pray that we would be a laborer for God in his kingdom. Uh, Romans 10.1, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. Um, let's see, there's not a lot of context there. I want to take a quick look at that. I think he was talking about um, either the Jews or the Gentiles. Yeah, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel, okay, for Israel, I missed that, is that they might be saved. So Paul praying for the kingdom there. 2 Corinthians 1, 11, You also joining in helping us through your prayers, so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many. Paul saying in his beautiful, somewhat roundabout way, how helpful it is to have prayers um, that help him spread the gospel. Okay, um, so directly after Paul uh, described the, the uh, Christian's armor in Ephesians, in, in Ephesians um, in chapter 6, 18 through 20, he says this, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, 
and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So we're supposed to pray for all Christians and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador into bonds, in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And so Paul was not only asking for prayer for all Christians, but he was uh, asking for prayer for himself. And I think that is a great time for us to look around and um, pray for the missionaries that go out from our churches, um, for missions, and things like that. Colossians 4, 3 through 4. With all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. So very similar to Ephesians there. And um, one more similar one, 2 Thessalonians 3, 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as, even as it is with you. Okay, so that is um, all I had for um, praying for God's kingdom work. And that's our, um, I think, our responsibilities we have in prayer, generally speaking, to ourselves, uh, intercessory prayer for, for those around us, seeing, seeing a need um, that a brother or um, maybe our community has, and praying for that, and then praying for God's kingdom work. Um, one, one thing I wanted to throw in, and... Um, I, I, ref, I had referred to this. I think that we should also pray for people, not, not only because we're commanded to, but because of the love we have for them. I think that we should love our neighbor and therefore we should pray for them. And this would go back to 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4. We already read it. Um... For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. So a few thoughts about how we can practically put these things into our prayer lives. If we were to pray for all men, that's a little bit, it sounds a little bit like praying without ceasing. Um, you know, obviously we can't pray while we sleep. And so, how do we practically put this into our lives? And um, I'm not going to say that it's a sin to not pray for someone, but we are to pray for people. And so, at the very least, there is a net loss when there's someone in our lives that we could be praying for, and we don't. Um, So I think practically speaking, and these are my thoughts, um, this is not from the Bible, I think we should pray for ourselves, that um, God would you know, help us to see sin in our lives, I think we should pray and repent of sin, um, 
and you know ask God for growth in our lives, help in our lives, wisdom. And then I think it makes sense to pray. You know, maybe maybe if you would think of a a target, um, you know, you being the center, and then which, which sounds bad and selfish, but for this for this example, I think it's fine. And then you have your immediate family around you, and then you have your church family, and you have your community, and um, I don't know if we get to all of that all the time. I'm sure there are those among us that get much closer than I do. But praying for ourselves and then praying for our, our family, um, especially us as men, for those we lead, I think as leaders we have special obligation to pray. Um, pray for our church family. Uh, pray for our local community because those are people we're rubbing shoulders with in the world. And um, I think we should pray for the burdens God has laid on us about certain people, missions, church around the world. Those are just some examples. And I think it's always good to pray and keep in mind the lost in the world and, and the leaders of our world, since we are commanded to do that, um, that God would work through the leaders um, in a way that would serve his kingdom. And um, we, are just, we are to pray without ceasing. So a little example of that, maybe we can apply that to our lives when it comes to praying for people. I think, it, I think pray without ceasing means that we are in a state of willingness to pray all the time. We can pray at work even if we need to. Um, so in keeping with the command to pray for all men, I can breathe a prayer that would be a witness to a customer, a subcontractor, a coworker, um, and the list goes on and on. So to recap, prayer is much more than just the responsibilities we have um, and what we pray for. Prayer is a time of worship and praise to God. As um, and, and this isn't really touched on how to pray, like. Aaron was talking about. Uh, but I believe we do have some responsibilities as Christians that we would pray for each other, um, pray for ourselves, and pray that God's kingdom would be moved forward. That's all I have.